the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. and welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. The best way to reach us and find out what we do is to go to our website at blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Before I bring on my guest today, I'd like to share something that is very important to all of us, no matter what community you're in, no matter what profession you're in. Introducing the Silicon Valley Heritage Expo, an expo designed to stimulate commerce for our local small businesses while honoring and celebrating our wonderful diversity here in Silicon Valley. It's virtual, it's online, and it's destined to become the largest digital marketplace in Northern California. Our Silicon Valley Heritage Expo premieres Friday, November 20th, starting at 12 noon with live networking sessions from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Go to svheritageexpo.com. That's svheritageexpo.com. If you're a small business owner, and would like people to see your products and services, go to our Expo website and sign up as a vendor. If you're a corporation and want to reach a huge multicultural demographic, you too should go to our website and register as a sponsor. Finally, if you feel you have exceptional talent and want thousands of people to see you, then you too should go to svheritageexpo.com. Man, we have today Mr. Bill Duffy of BDA Sports, the most famous black or any sports agent in the world. How are you doing today, Mr. Bill Duffy? Um, well, thank you for those superlatives. I don't know if that's accurate, but I, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, you know what, Bill, man, you've had such a, uh, a really, you know, renowned sort of career as being a sports agent and, and people are really enamored by some of the people that you've represented. So, you know, that's a whole nother subject. And before we dive in that though, Bill, you know, I always like to find out who a person is. Bill, tell me a little bit about who is Bill Duffy? You know, Carl, I'm just a guy who, uh, you know, grew up in Pomona, California in a small suburb outside of LA in a, in a, you know, pretty tough community with two great parents that were believers and, uh, focused on living life the right way and, and, you know, getting my education. And I, I was, you know, blessed to be a pretty good athlete, but I had a really good work ethic 
and uh, made myself into a pretty good basketball player. That was my whole goal in life. But I also, because of what I was taught as a child, wanted to be balanced, not just an athlete. I wanted to be in, you know, renowned in academics and accomplished and, you know, just to be worldly and diverse. And, uh, you know, I've lived a pretty simple life in the way I've treated people and more from what I've learned, you know, basically just from my spiritual upbringing. I've applied that in terms of my communication with people, my transparency and my morals. And it's, it has served me well. I've transferred that philosophy into my business approach and how I, you know, treat my staff, how I treat my clients and things of that nature. And it's, it's really been a blessing how it's worked out. It's pretty clear to me why I've been able to achieve what I've been able to achieve and why that's been the case. It's been very clear. Man, that's really good, Bill. You know, I've watched your career. You know that from the time you graduated from Santa Clara. And, um, you know, I've always just admired how you just valued relationships. And that's something that even when I go and speak to other people and I talk about relationships, I'll always bring up your name because you've been such a relationship person. Bill, you know, talk a little bit about relationships because that is so huge for everybody. And and then I'm going to ask you something about your passion. You know, hit me with that relationship stuff. And then I want to know a little bit about your passion, Bill. Yeah. You know, um, man, I was introduced one time. I was speaking in a, at a group, and the, the guy who introduced me, he said, Bill's in the shipping business. He said relationships and fellowship, and then he added another ship. And it was really interesting how he came up with that. Uh-huh. And, I, I mean, it's it's really like, you, you know, uh-huh. how you treat people. And, you know, we're in a really, particularly right now, in a really toxic, like, environment with how we communicate with each other and, you know, the whole business environment is, is really toxic. So I, I try to adhere to just, you know, like qualities of, of, like I said, just honesty, transparency, having a vision, you know, playing the long game. So, you know, it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, if you, if you do things the right way over a long period of time and you have talent, you have desire, uh, things tend to come together for you. So I've kind of subscribed to that. And I will continue to do that. And it's how I raise my children. It's how I interact with my wife. It's how I work in my community. And I, I feel more really, Carl, that I'm a servant. Mm-hmm. Like people always, you know, I'm a humble servant because I'm very uh, aware of the blessings I have. But mm-hmm. also, um, you know, I have a high pressure job with mm-hmm. a lot of money, a lot of expectation. And mm-hmm. I understand that. And I'm, I'm prepared for that. So, um, I, I guess the best way to describe me is just I'm, I'm a person who likes to serve people. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel, you know, the simplicity of the more you give, the more you receive. I believe in that principle. Mm-hmm. And I think that applies to every aspect of your life and how you do things. If you want to be successful in the long term, I think mm-hmm. those are the type of, uh, of business philosophies, personal, social philosophies that that's, would serve one well. Well, you know, that's valuable information for everyone to hear, Bill, because although it's uh, it's relatively straightforward and simple for you, those things have been challenging for a lot of people. So by you confirming for people to stay on that course, it's, it's going to help them. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Hey, let me talk a little bit about your industry, Bill, because you mentioned a little bit about it's a high-pressure industry. You know, give everybody a, a little snapshot of what it's like to be a sports agent. 
you know, give them a view of it, Bill, even if it's a 30,000 foot view, but let people know what it's like to be a sports agent. Yeah. So I'm, I'm here as we speak in Orlando at the bubble for the NBA finals. I have a couple clients playing. Um, so I'm around a bunch of the NBA people, some of the owners and we're all in close quarters here. So we're having, you know, these types of conversations, but this, this job is one of the hardest jobs you can imagine because mm. you're dealing with uh, young talent. You're dealing with massive wealth. You're dealing with all of the, you know, I guess I call them trappings around that in terms mm-hmm. of superficiality, materialism, all the things that can get you off track. Mm-hmm. So to manage that, to manage um, people's, you know, lifestyle changes, um, people's values tend to change when they become extremely wealthy. And, <laughs> you know, I, I try to be like the compass, like, to, you know, like, yeah, I've been doing this for 35 years to try to describe like, you know, be careful what you want because you never know um, mm-hmm. just because you, you have this fame and fortune that could be, you know, hugely detrimental to your, the quality of your life. And I said, just, you know, keeping things in perspective is important. And like, I always just say, like, play the long game, think about mm-hmm. the future uh, and, you know, keep your, keep your facilities about you so that you just don't get caught up um, cause there's way more stories about people who, you know, live destructive lives because mm-hmm. they can't handle this level mm-hmm. of fame, wealth, adulation, mm-hmm. which quite frankly is it's temporal and it's superficial. Mm-hmm. So you just got to know who you are and stick, stick to that. I tend to be like that, like that solid normal, mm-hmm. like no matter what's going on, I don't care how famous you are or if you're struggling, I try to be that one constant to, mm-hmm. that they know, you know, Hey, we're going to keep our feet on the ground. We're going to deal with the adversity. We're going to deal with the adulation. And uh, I think that's what has proven to be one of my strengths. But, yeah. you know, this is a job that it's, you have to be, you know, have a huge business acumen, have a huge ability to negotiate, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars um, to deal with the sociological aspect of that, to deal with youth and inexperience. So it, you have to have, a pretty strong skill set with your interpersonal communication skills and motivating people and supporting people and even, you know, tough loving people. Like, so you have to have a, a whole different level of skill set. Um, my mom, when I was a kid, she always used to tell me, you know, you should be a psychologist or a priest, you know, <laughs> and, and I, I kind of have been that in, in, in more in a business environment. Mm-hmm. I love that, Bill. You know, uh, everything you're saying, anybody who who will hear this will know and see why you've been so successful. But I I think you're such a visionary, too, because I remember, Bill, you took your business international early in your career uh, or much sooner than people like myself heard about international ballplayers. Tell us a little bit about your vision on why you thought, hey, let me go international, which, you know, now the whole world is looking at players from all over the world. Well, the impetus for that was um, I had a relationship with a gentleman uh, by the name of Don Jarden, who used to be the, the general manager for the Philadelphia 76ers back when mm-hmm. Will Chamberlain was playing for the Sixers. Mm-hmm. And I met him at a seminar and he you know, thought I could be a great recruiter. So I started to work with him mm-hmm. and he had a small practice. You know, he, he was one of the first guys to place players in Europe. Mm-hmm. So I went over there. This was, you know, 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I saw was that the American players that are playing overseas were all represented by the same agent in Europe in each market 
no matter who the agent in America was. So I, was, I remember I was at this one guy's office and I looked at his list and he had like 60 players on there and all 60 of those players were represented by five or six different American agents. And I was sitting there going, how can my client's mm-hmm. interest be served when he's representing everybody? Mm-hmm. So then I said, if, if I do this, I want to have an office in each country where each of my clients get served by one individual that's focusing exclusively on them, not on all the American players, you know, aggregately. And it, it just morphed into me understanding, you know, basketball being a global game, mm. you know, there's going to be players that develop. If you go to certain countries like, you know, former Yugoslavia, I mean, they're tall, they're tall people. Mm-hmm. If you go to the Netherlands, they're tall people. So they're likely to be basketball as opposed to soccer. It was a kind of an anomaly that, you know, I, in Yao Ming, in China, I didn't anticipate there'd be tall players from China, but there are. So just kind of thinking outside of the box that basketball being a global game and being popular. And after the dream team performed, it, it, you know, was escalated even more so. So just, you know, looking at there's opportunities around the world. I, I believe in international business. I believe in, you know, the relationships you build in other parts of the world can serve you well. So I've spent the last 30 years building that out. And I think we have the largest international business in, in basketball now. Wow, man, Bill, <clears throat> man, that's something to be proud of, Bill. But I, I'd like to ask you too, like, what else are you proud of, Bill? When you think about your life with your players and handling your players, is there anything specific or story you think about? Did you say, man, I'm really proud that this happened and I'm proud to have represented someone. Is there any kind of thing you want to share that with uh, with our with our listeners? Sure. Yeah, I can answer that um, without thinking too much. The thing I'm most proud of is, to my knowledge, mm-hmm. I've never had one player file for bankruptcy. Oh my um, goodness! Which hey. which in this business, you know, statistically, fifty percent of pro athletes uh, four years after they retire file for bankruptcy and wow. or get divorced or you know both, obviously. Um, and I mean, we haven't had that because it shows, even though we don't handle the player's money, mm-hmm. that it's just the culture and the environment and the relationship we build. Like we get close enough where you feel comfortable, you know, telling them like, no nah, man, you're spending too much money or that's not the right place where you should put your energy mm-hmm. and just being involved and caring and having those tough conversations. And I, I'm just proud that, that I can say that because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, after your career is over, what do you have to show for it? You know, you know, when the fanfare is over, you know, have you invested your money wisely? Is your life in order? You have your children, mm-hmm. you have a good relationship with your children and you know, your family, like those are the things that matter in the long run. So I'm, I'm very proud of that. Um, probably first and foremost, man, Bill, that is, man, that is so grounded, man. You know, Bill, I want to end, uh, man, this is a wonderful interview. I want to end it by, by asking you if you were to give like advice to someone who was trying to follow in your footsteps or do what you do, is there anything you could tell a young person or someone aspiring to be a, you know, sports agent, uh, what to do and how to get started in in your business? Well, I wouldn't limit what I'm about to say to just being a sports agent. This is just one discipline, but I, what I do think for young kids is find that, find the areas of, you know, what's futuristic and if it's tech or if it's science, um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, mobility in those industries. 
Um, a lot of wealth can be created, but you know, it's, it's just really, you have to master your craft. There's no shortcuts. You know, you have to, you know, I've said it for the third time in this interview, you have to play Mm -hmm. the long game. So Mm -hmm. don't rush into something, build a foundation and, and just, you know, stay consistent and keep the drama out of your personal life because that can bring you down, Mm -hmm. but just, you know, adhere to a game plan and, and map out your vision and do every step. Don't, don't short circuit it, you know, take every step to provide the ability and the template, um, to be successful. And it's success is not material success. It's feeling good about yourself. You know, I'm uh, like the way I raised my five children mm-hmm. who, who were a couple of them were excellent students. Mm-hmm. Some of them weren't, but mm-hmm. the one thing that my wife and I emphasized was just their self-esteem, like feeling good about themselves. So, you know, mm-hmm. build your confidence. You build your confidence by how hard you work because you feel good about yourself. So, and that applies to everything. So, you know, m- you know, chart your, your map, chart your course, and, you know, be very adherent to, you know, foundational things that will allow you to be successful and enjoy it. Like find something that you're passionate about and really dig in and be a master of your craft and you'll have success. You, you're going to deal with a lot of ups and downs and a lot of disappointments, but you, you got to have that resolve and that stick to that will carry you through. And, um, I think those are some basic, you know, uh, a basic formula. Bill, you've uh, you've blessed so many people uh, in so many different ways. We want to thank you for uh, being a part of our Silicon Valley Heritage Expo. And Bill, we look forward to your continued success. We want to thank Mr. Bill Duffy of BDA Sports. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Carl. It's my pleasure. Join the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and watch your business grow. Participate in mixers, webinars, and training workshops to help start, finance, and grow your business. All with the help of the Chamber's certified Small Business Development Center's consultants for free. That's right. Sign up for one-on-one help from a certified Small Business Development Expert Advisor for free. Call 408-288-8806 or visit blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Bay Area residents, we need your help. The coronavirus has affected everyone, and that includes Silicon Valley. Nonprofits that help small businesses like our Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce are in dire need of support. Your support helps us support and assist small businesses with workshop webinars and even one-on-one technical training for free. Please give, whether it's your time, your volunteer expertise, or donations. Go to blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. And see how we help Bay Area communities. And now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Welcome back. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Our guest today is Mr. Marlon Smith. And man, that was so powerful, Marlon, where you left off. I was trying to take notes about the three main things that should people do right away is that financial psychology. I love that. I, I want to dive deeper in that. But your next one was very powerful. Your beliefs. You are what you believe. And the last one is something that everybody's going to be challenged with, but it's probably kind of like the, the key to the whole puzzle is delayed gratification. Can you take us through that one more time, Marlon, and then take it from there? Yeah, thank you, Carl. Yeah, so again, financial psychology. I mean, here's the thing. We are human beings, mm-hmm. right? We're not human doings. We're not robots. So that means we have a emotions and, and, and feelings. Right. And so when I ask the question, what, what does money mean to you? Mm. Right. 
I mean, that's going deep. That's an open-ended question. And for some people, they'll say, hey, you know, money is uh, freedom. Some people say mm-hmm. money is a struggle, mm-hmm. right? So we got to get to that. And, I, and the reason why I concluded by saying there's greatness within you is because there is greatness within you. You may not be where you want to be right now. But what I want you to understand, isn't it true that when you look back on your, your life, there's been valley experiences. There's been things that haven't gone your way. You know, I'd be the first one to raise my hand. I've made mistakes with my money, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little bit about that because, mm-hmm. you know, I lost a lot of money in the stock market, right? Mm-hmm. I've loaned money to family and friends. and mm-hmm. but, right? but the beautiful thing is this. There's no such thing as failure. Right. I believe everything that's happened in the past has brought you to where we are now. And you to be on listening to this radio program right here and right now out of the millions of people, I'm mm-hmm. talking to you. This is a divine moment. And so the thing is, what I want you to understand is that life will be ups and downs. And when we talk about financial psychology, yeah, okay, I've made some uh, mistakes, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to live in the past. I'm going to learn from it, right? Because as long as I'm learning, there's no such thing as failure. Life is ups and downs. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. But isn't it true? Go ahead, Carl. Can I say something about that, Marlon? Because I don't want you to go past this. Yes, you were hitting that so good, that financial psychology. And you said how people view money. Yes. Depending on Wall Street myself, there was a thing that we would talk to people about money. And some people, Marlon, thought money was evil. Yes. We yes. have a connection that says if you think money is evil, the chances of you being very wealthy are probably slimmer because right. you feel like money's evil. You right. have, to have a healthy psychology, a healthy view of money. Share that, Marlon, as you yeah. you're talking about. Well, you know, you know, money's evil. I mean, that's that's really that's coming. The Bible says the love of money, mm. right? Mm. And so I think people, you know, have gotten it twisted, right? Yeah. Money is neither good nor bad. It's just like a brick. Yeah. A brick is neither good or bad. It's what you use that brick for. So I can take that brick, I can use that brick to build a school, mm. to build a church, mm. or I can take that brick. And I can cause destruction by throwing that brick through a window. Yeah. Right. So same thing with money. Money is neither good nor bad. It's what you use it for. And it's the love of money. Mm. Right. With that, where I'm going to step on others, I, you know, do whatever I need to do. You know, I'll hurt others to get, you know, so I'm rewarded financially. Right. And so what I want our, our listeners to understand is this, when it comes down to it, there's greatness within you. See, the reason why I say that, I don't, your bank account, let's get, let's just talk about this on a, on a real, real, real down to earth, mm-hmm. your bank account, everything happens in the fourth dimension. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the invisible, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right now we have cell phones, right? You can't see when you're on a cell phone, you can't, you don't see your words, right? Mm-hmm. Traveling, right? Thousands of miles, right? But it's happening. You talk to people in other countries, you know, in other mm-hmm. states, Right. So everything really happens in the fourth dimension, in the invisible. Right. And then it manifests into the physical realm, the third dimension, what we can you know, touch and feel, right? Mm-hmm. So money is really a byproduct. It's really a byproduct as your thinking, your thoughts, mm-hmm. right? And so that's why, again, man, we, we spend a lot of time on, and you know, I'm real big on you know, helping people visualize, Right. I know some of you are saying, oh, that's woo woo. No, no, it's not. Listen, I studied electrical engineering in school. 
When I was in school, I could break a computer down. I could put it back together. Worked at IBM, worked at Hewlett Packard as a systems engineer. Mm-hmm. Do you understand the greatest computer on the face of earth is not IBM, it's not Sun, it's not DEC, it's not Apple, it's not HP. The greatest computer is your mind. That's the greatest computer. But it's all in what you program the computer to do. If only garbage comes into your computer as the input, only garbage can come out as the output. See, that's why think and grow rich, right? In the Bible, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This mindset, this is the battlefield right here between your ears. And so that's why, Carl, you know, we help people. And I'm telling you, to your point, you know, what does money mean to you? That's an open-ended question. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, so many people, like you said, they had a, a, a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. So they say they want to be rich. They say they want to be financially free, but yet mm-hmm. in their subconscious mind, mm-hmm. right? And that's where the thing is really going on. Your unconscious, your subconscious mind. They're, they're, they feel like, oh, no, uh, money's evil. Marlon, we love this, man. We're just going to have to bring you on again, man. We're out of time, but we want to thank, thank, say thank you, Marlon, to being our guest. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected. Silicon Valley Business Connections.